Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fifth Week, the comics podcast show where we talk about the latest storylines being released by both Marvel and DC. I'm your host, my name is James, and with me today is my sidekick who has never taken an L, Sienna the Magnificent. That was probably one of my favorite introductions. That one's your favorite because one? Because it was very true. Is it, though? I think so. Mm. Anyways, we're going to go over four books today, and uh, as a reminder to everybody, this is a spoiler cast, so we are going to cover everything that happens in the book, storylines, characters, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so if you haven't read the books and you want to know what happens and be surprised when you read it, uh, don't listen to the show yet. Read the books, then listen. The blah, blah, blah was new. Yeah, that one, that's the important parts of the stories, the blah, blah, blahs. We should get like a, a soundbite that's like, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> they probably have something. I'm sure we could find something silly. Uh, this week, we're, gonna do, we're only doing four books. So you ready to get started? Born ready. Perfect. Batman 61, do you remember what happened last time in Batman? Yep. What happened? No idea. <laughs> I'm getting a really dirty look right now. Batman uh, was going around the city attacking the villains that had escaped Arkham. Do you remember? And he was asking them about Bane, like if he's really controlling Arkham from underground. And then Alfred was with the Penguin and they were reciting that poem together. Oh, um, I do remember that. Yeah. And then at the very, very end, someone takes Alfred, or not takes Alfred, takes the Penguin and behind Batman is his dad. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, dressed as Batman. Yeah, well, it's Flashpoint Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Uh, so in this one, the, for these next six issues which we'll see how it plays out. Uh, they're doing six one-shot stories. So they're completely unrelated to everything else, but there are six stories called Nightmares, and it's about how Bruce Wayne and the Batman were broken. Okay? So they're all individual stories. They have nothing to do with what just happened, which kind of sucks because I wanted to find out more about that, but we're going to have to wait like a month and a half. But anyways, Batman 61, it opens with a young Bruce Wayne standing over the, his dead parents after they just got shot. Weird enough, though, it's not Bruce in the past because Batman is now working on the case with Gordon to solve who murdered the Waynes. Okay? Okay. He meets with the kiddo, little Bruce Wayne. Batman goes into, like, breaks into the mansion. Talks about, he's talking to him. He's like, what do you remember about the night? Do you remember your mother's pearls? Like, tell me about them. Like, what's going on with it? And he's like, well, they were always perfect. Nothing was ever wrong with them because she was perfect. And he uses this missing pearl to locate the buyer who bought the, the pearl off of the guy who did the killing and stuff. He's like, where'd you meet this guy? How'd you guys get this meetup? And there's this dope like scene where he like pulls him out of a bar and then like he takes him to the freeway and he hangs the guy like over the freeway and he's like, you, you promised, you promised that if I told you, you wouldn't hurt me, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do anything to me. He goes, don't drop me. And he goes, oh, don't worry, I won't. And then lets him go and then drops him into like, like an oncoming truck and he lands perfectly in the bed. Jeez. Like safe, like safely fine. After this encounter, it leads him to this mob boss named Frank Giala. He starts kicking all the like the mobsters' asses and like all the people in the building, and finds out who the killer is. He goes to the killer's room where he's living in this little apartment, and it's gone, or he's gone. And he sees like some hints around the room that points him to where he's at, and he finds out that he's taking a train out of town. Of course, Batman catches the guy. Gordon delivers the news to little Bruce Wayne and says, "Batman got him. There's nothing to worry about." And then we get a little montage of the kiddo and he's like watching the killer go to trial, going through the whole ordeal. And you can tell he's like kind of distraught watching him talk or watching the killer like talk about what happened. 
Um, and then it shows him like trying to continue on with life, like trying to cope with his parents' death. It's all real sad, like how everything's written like over at the narration. But what's really interesting that I thought was cool was the little kids going through the same things that Batman did during Batman Year One, which is like the original, original Batman story, like how he became Batman and not just Bruce Wayne, but like how he decided to become Batman. Later, the kiddo convinces the mayor into letting him see the prisoner, the, the killer, um, basically as a way, as a coping mechanism to be like, look, if I talk to him, if I confront him, then I can get over my fears and I can move on with my life. And the killer's trying to apologize to the kid. And it's like kind of a poor apologies. It's like, you know, like, I'm sorry. I didn't know that like you were there and that you had to see all that. Like, you know, I, I, I didn't mean it. I was just, you know, doing my job, whatever. And the kid slits his throat and then literally starts cutting him up, like on his arms and his face with this razor blade that he had hidden. And then we find out that the little kiddo, obviously, is not Bruce Wayne. And the guy in the cell was just some random prisoner. And we find out that the little kid is Matthew. Matthew is a kid that was introduced in Batman 38, like a while ago, like a long time ago, who believes that he's Bruce Wayne. He 100% believes that he's Bruce Wayne, but he's using his grief and everything that, he been, that he's been through as an excuse to kill people. The last scene that we get is him having to sit down with one of the, detec the detectives and we find out that the kiddo has killed multiple people because in this kid's head, he's convinced that these prisoners that he like kind of identifies with or like connects with are the ones that killed his parents. And since he's Bruce Wayne, he needs to kill his killer because that's what, just what Bruce Wayne would do. Through some background talk behind the guy doing the interview, we find out that this little kid is now getting a trip to Arkham and he's like... 12 or 11 and then that's where the issue ends so everything makes sense to me except for the fact that who was batman this is all a construct of the kid's imagination oh so like none of this stuff happened is basically what you're telling me yeah that's what we're led oh. to believe that everything was fake it had nothing to do with the actual batman doing it this is all this is what's going on in the kid's head what he's seen what he's thinking is happening that he was saved by the great batman and He's doing his justice and his duty. But that didn't confuse you at first when you were reading it? It did, because I didn't know what was happening. And then once it was revealed at the end, I was like, Ooh. Oh. I knew something was up. It was called Nightmares, so I didn't know if it was Batman having a nightmare about his, what was going on. But then they revealed this kid, who's like the creepiest kid they've introduced in a long time. This kid had a weird story in, 30, in Batman 38. But it was, really, it was a really good. It was another one-shot issue. I don't know where they're going with this. Like, I don't know if they're going to keep introducing this kid later and he's going to become like a villain for Batman or Maybe. something else like that. He's doing something like there's some master plan to it all. Yeah. But they've only brought him up twice in Tom King's entire run. So I don't know. I don't know what connection there is or maybe there's some like deep researching we can do. Interesting. Yeah. This kid was all sorts of messed up, though. Batman finds him because his parents are murdered like in an alley. There's these notes that were left behind seemingly by Victor Zaz. I don't know if you who that is. No. He's a guy that cuts up, he kills a lot of people just for fun. And then whenever he kills someone, he marks himself with like a cut with a scar to just symbolize that he killed these people. Sounds legit. Yeah. And Batman goes to talk to him, whatever, it wasn't him, or he doesn't think it was him. Then another like group of people get killed and there's like a riddle in it. And then he's like, okay, whatever. And then he likes trying to investigate more. And then he finds another couple of bodies and he believes it's Two-Face because everything's happening in twos. And then he's like, this is kind of ridiculous. And he figures out that it was the butler. The butler of the kid was the one that killed the parents. So he goes visit him. So he like drops him in like a zoo 
where like there's lions there and they like tries to feed them to the lions, scares a guy, confesses, whatever. The kid's all stoked. Kid's like happy as he ever could be. Like, oh, you're so great, Batman. I'm so glad you did this and blah, blah, blah. And we find out that it actually wasn't the butler. It was the kid. The kid was the mastermind the entire time. The kid made the butler, basically paid him off to kill his parents so that he could be the sole inheritor for all the money. But more importantly, so he could be like Bruce Wayne. Apparently his family always looked up to Bruce Wayne. So the kid idolized Bruce Wayne like really heavily. He even made his parents call him Bruce sometimes or Master Wayne, just as like a ever joke, I guess. Um, but now he's all jacked up, messed up. And with that razor blade that he that he sliced that dude's neck with or throat with, he actually etched in Thomas and Martha yeah, I saw on him. on his cheeks. This kid's real messed up. And yeah. Batman was Batman was like mortified when he talked to this kid because he talked to him as Bruce. And like he was like idolizing him, like listening to every word and everything he told him, he turned against him as Batman. And he told him like, oh, this is why I'm doing it, because Bruce Wayne told me that this is what I got to do to relieve the pain. And this is what I got to do to get it out and blah, blah, blah. And it was all this. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, it's this whole crazy story. But that's the one off that we got this time. Cool. Yeah. Kind of confusing, but looks like it's headed into a cool direction. Well, we're not going to get anything more from that story for now. The next one's going to be a completely different one-off story. Oh. Yeah. So, like, each, each individual book from, like, these next couple going forward are going to be their own little stories. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, if that's, if that's all we got with that one, we can hop into Catwoman, finally. Do you remember Catwoman at all? Um, yes. What about her? She or, lives with the all the cats. Well, yes, she lives with all the cats. Do you remember what was going on with her story? Yeah, all the fake cats. Like, all the fake Catwomen. Yes. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. See, I remember this one. Do you remember anything after that, though? That was, like, the first issue. Mm, I remember the weird lady. Miss Creel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you remember her trying to kill her husband? No. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, the, the fake cat women that you're remembering, all the duplicate ones, were hired by Miss Creel as actresses. Yeah, I do um, know that. So that they could lure Catwoman to her. Okay. Yeah. So, from what we've missed, do you remember her sister? No, I don't think so. Okay, just to really speed you up with things, um, Mrs. Creel, the last thing we saw her doing was injecting her husband with some sort of drug to kill him because he's the governor right now of the city that they're in. Basically to take over the power and, you know, the money and all that good stuff. Right. Um, last time we saw Catwoman, uh, she was trying to help out her sister, Maggie. Maggie is in like a, like a comatose yeah. state. She's like in a wheelchair, but like, She's like just a blank face the entire time, like just staring out, like 100% not there. She's gone through a lot of stuff. And the, the issue four, just to catch you up really quick, we get the entire background of her and Selena's relationship. Maggie and her sisters, obviously, Catwoman was always the one that kind of just found herself in trouble, always stealing things, you know, not doing the right thing. Maggie became a nun. Every time Maggie ever got in trouble, though, she would typically blame it on Catwoman, usually because it was her fault or something would lead her way. And, and it wasn't always bad. Catwoman would like try to help someone and then it would just end up bad and then Maggie would get hurt. Mm. Do you know who the Black Mask is? No. Okay, he's like a big crime boss in Gotham, but he always has always hated Catwoman. He uses Maggie to go after Catwoman and she, he like kidnaps her and her husband, tortures the husband, kills him, and then like feeds her his eyeball what the and it like put her in this like traumatic and like just completely traumatized and then that's when she went like into that comatose state 
It's not weird or anything. Yeah, we're just going to glance over that because that was a dark time for, <laughs> for Catwoman. That was real bad Catwoman stuff. And then right now, uh, she tried to save her sister from being killed in the same way that the husband's being killed with that drug. She fights all these people, and in the middle of the fight, Maggie calls out Selena's name, like says Selena's name, and it distracts Selena. And it she gets knocked out, and then she gets trapped, or she gets um, held hostage, basically, in the basement of Mrs. Creel's house. That's the last thing that happened to Catwoman. Got it. Uh, we find out with the opening issue that Creel had definitely killed her husband. She's waiting to speak with Selena when she gets back to the house while there's a wake going on. So there's this huge wake for her husband. Catwoman breaks out and is like making her way upstairs all stealthy like kicking people's ass. She confronts one guy and I, I don't know how else to say this other than straightforward, but he literally pisses himself. Like they actually show him like pissing himself on the floor and it was really weird i was like oh, okay we're gonna just include that i guess <laughs> and then uh it was, it was mrs creel is upstairs and she makes her son take a tiny amount of that drug and we find out that it's called narcissine and in little doses it can kind of rejuvenate you in big doses it's lethal we find out this is also what mrs creel has been taking to make herself younger okay? got it uh, Selena cuts the lights to the party going on upstairs and starts kicking literally everybody's ass. Like the sun comes up to like, after he took that little bit of drug and she just lays him out. She starts taking out all the bodyguards. Finally, she goes out to the balcony and she gets confronted by Creel on the balcony who has a gun. And Selena's like being all like, you know, smart assy and just like, you know what? I'm going to turn down that job proposal you offered me. Like, I appreciate you hiring all those other cats and you know, trying to get my attention so much, but I'm just going to have to turn it down because yeah, I'm just here for a good time, not a long time. Creel points the gun at her and Mrs. Creel's youngest son comes like running onto the balcony and is like trying to get her to stop because he's already sad enough and he's already seen his dad die. He doesn't want to see her mom, his mom do anything else. And Creel accidentally pulls the trigger as he's trying to take the gun out of, way, out of her hands and kills him. Yay. Not good. No. Uh, Catwoman dips out. He says, you know what? This is too much for me, guys. Uh, I just came, you know, to just to <laughs> See you later. be a smart ass and I'm, I'm gone. Creel's arrested. Uh, Will, I know you're not going to remember him. He was the good cop. He arrests Sam, who was the bad cop, and tells him later, like after he arrests him and he's like in the precinct, uh, that he'll cut him a deal because he knows where Selena is hiding, but he needs something from Sam. And that's the last thing we get out of those two. We then get uh, Selena, who's back with Maggie. She goes back after this all junk just happened. She tells Maggie that, look, uh, things got a little hectic. You're going to live somewhere safer. You're going to live with me. Um, and I'm, I'm going to take you over there so that we can, we can be together and I can watch out for you. Um, and Catwoman kind of makes it this internal decision to stay in Via Hermosa and just see what life has for her out there. Because originally she was just running away to be as far away from Gotham, but now it looks like she's like kind of building a home. And then that's where we're, that, that first story for Catwoman finishes. Where is she at? Via Hermosa. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't think it's a real city, if that's what you're wondering. But it's like a, it's like a Mexicali type of... Yeah, I just wanted to know what it was called. Mm-hmm. But uh, what'd you think? I know I, we, this is the whole story, technically, that you heard at some point or another. But I know you got it in all broken pieces. But what'd you think? It's good. I like Catwoman, so yeah, I like you, her stories. Cool. What'd you think of this issue? It was cool. There's a lot of things that happened, but like yeah. not a lot at the same time. I feel like I missed a lot, though. Issue four was literally just talking about her and her sister. Oh. 
That one was, it, there really wasn't that much. Number five talked more about how Creel killer hus- killed her husband and then like they were dealing with the funeral and stuff and then Catwoman being caught. Got it. That was the big thing with that one. You really didn't miss, you honestly really didn't miss that much. What I did like though about this was they made a strong parallel between Catwoman and Mrs. Creel about how bad things always happen to them. And, like, bad things just kind of followed them around. But Selena's was more trying to do good. Like, whenever she tried to do something right, something bad would happen. Or she would make a bad decision at the end and then it would turn wrong. But Mrs. Creel was legitimately looking for trouble at every turn. Mm. Anytime she could have, like, used some sort of bad thing to get her something good, she would take that opportunity. Right. Um, so I like this villain. I don't think she's going to go anywhere anytime soon. But it will be interesting to see what they do going forward with Catwoman because I have a whole clean slate now. She's in this new city. Obviously, Sam's going to, or uh, Will's going to be there, the cop. But we'll see what new, if they do a new villain that's going to come in. Maybe it's a, an older one that's going to pop up somewhere. So, cool. Yeah, we'll see. That's the first half of books, really. First half? Only two? Yeah, only two because we're only doing four. Cool. So, you want to take a uh, short little break here and then we can hop back into the rest? Sounds good. I say the rest as it's a, a ton of them. We're going to do uh, Justice League number 14 and then we're going to finish up with White Knight number ready to do the next couple books let's do it all right so we're gonna do justice league number 14 do you remember what was going on with justice league not really i don't really like justice league i don't think is it because there's too many people yeah <laughs> you just gotta pay attention to the people too many you just don't remember them at all okay hard last time that happened or what happened was the joker basically turned on the legion of doom remember that mm-hmm. and luther got kicked out yeah. Do you actually remember that or no? No, I do. I remember okay. Luther getting kicked out. No, Joker. Oh. <laughs> Joker, Joker got kicked out. He basically right. turns yeah. on Lex Luthor. Luther uh, only has like four people left now. Yeah. Makes an executive decision, calls up uh, Ivo, who's working on the new Brainiac. Okay. This one is the new, is the new going forward now, what the new dilemma and problems are going to be. Okay. Okay. It does, I will say, it does hit the ground running. So there is a lot of stuff. Oh, great. Okay, okay. We're doing Justice League again. Can you name the, the, the members? You did this to me last time, and then we got into an argument. No, but do you remember the members? Yes. Who are they? I'm not saying it again, but I know. What, if there's too many people, you should know who they are. All right, let's just move on. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going to say people's names, and you're not going to remember any of them. No, I will. I promise. All right. I'll, every name you say, I'm going to go, I remember. Yeah, but you're not going to. I really am. Okay, but no, but you're not going to remember who they are is what I meant. Yes, I will. All right. Batman (laughs) is currently with Starman. Do you remember Starman? Do you remember Starman? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. (laughs) Anyways, Batman is with Starman, and he's using Jaro, who's a tiny little uh, starfish, basically, a space starfish that can read people's minds. And putting him on Starman's head and trying to figure out what Starman knows because he knows, like, basically a lot of knowledge about space and the universe. And Lex Luthor, previously in another issue, had tried to figure out what Starman knew as well. And Batman's trying to play catch up and trying to figure out what Lex Luthor wanted. Starman is in the Justice League? 
He's like an old Justice League member, but he oh. popped up in these later stories. Got it. His daughter, I believe, I think it's his daughter, uh, named Stargirl, is getting her own show. Huh. Mm-hmm. She's always been really cool, but uh, Starman usually doesn't get as much play in like the, in the mainstream of things. Poor Starman. Yeah, but anyways, Superman and Wonder Woman come flying in. They're like, yo, Batman, what are you doing? You could kill the entire Earth because Starman's head, like... His mind is like basically all energy. And if it's tampered with and like messed with, it could literally trigger like a bomb that could destroy the entire earth. So they're like, you need to cut it out. And then we don't hear back from them until the very end of the issue. Uh, meanwhile, while that's going on, Hawk Girl, Martian Manhunter, and Green Lantern are taking a trip to Thanagar Prime. Thanagar Prime is the planet where Hawk Girl is from. So it's a whole planet of Hawk people. <laughs> okay. That's so cool. they're, they're technically not hawks they're thanagarians is their name like the alien name but, <laughs> but they're, they're like half they're hawk. hawk people basically yeah they have wings and they fly around and they're basically trying to figure out what's going on one with her wings because her wings are randomly glowing like when she got close to the totality and then they've like been mutating and stuff and she does has no idea what's going on and then also martian manhunter is there because he's trying to find the martian keep which i know you're not going to remember but the Martian Keep is the only other remaining Martian who has all the knowledge of the universe in her mind. I totally remember that. Uh-huh. So she, they're trying to figure out, find out where they are so they can get some answers to what's going on so they can get a step up above the Legion of Doom. Instead, they're greeted by the Hawk Army and they find Shaira Hall. I don't know if this name is going to ring a bell for you, but Shaira Hall is Hawk Girl. Normally, the way it works, I don't want to get too much into Hawk Girl's because it's not going to make any sense to you. Hawk Girl and Hawkman have been reincarnated for thousands and thousands of years. Oh, gosh. Okay. Their names, like their true names, are Shaira Hall and Carter Hall. Okay. Okay. The current version of Hawk Girl, and usually the more popular one or name that you'll hear, is Kendra Saunders. But they're supposed to be one person. But for some reason right now, they're two. Why? We don't know. Oh, this whole issue you don't know? No. Oh. We have no idea. That's part of the mystery. Okay? But I just, want, I just want you to know why that's a big deal. Wow. Okay? She tells Martian Manhunter in the group that the Martian keep is dead. So, sorry. And <laughs> uh, Hawkgirl shows her... Good her, luck next time. Yeah, and Hawkgirl shows her her wings and she goes, Oh, lols, I have no idea what that is. And then literally just changes the subject and is like, Oh, hey, we're having a party later, though, if you want to stay and hang out. So, sorry we couldn't help you, but there's a party later. <laughs> So they all agree that they're like, mm, she's hiding something, something's going on, so let's just stay and, you know, do the whole investigating while we're partying thing. Uh, so we cut to the party. Uh, John, Martian Manhunter, and Hawkgirl are chatting, and there's this really weird moment where she, like, asks him to dance, and then he, like, gets all, like, super, like, 13-year-old awkward at the dance-like thing, and is like, uh, uh, I gotta go over here, and then, like, just leaves. <laughs> and then Shaira comes up, and she's talking to her, and she's basically like, you know, just, just, Cut the BS. I know when you looked at the symbols on my wings and what was going on with them, I saw in your eyes that you were freaked out, that you knew something that you, more than you let on. And she's like, yeah, I, I thought they were a map to, of the stars or a certain set of stars at first, but they're not. All I can tell you is there's a great power coming from your wings, and I can only tell you that bad things are coming from them. Like, something's up with it. I have no idea what, but it scared the hell out of me. Hot girl puts her hand on Shaira and is like, look, it's okay. And then like, as soon as she touches her, just freaks out. 
like something's up. She just flies off into the middle of the air and is panicking. And she contacts Martian Manhunter and uh, Green Lantern is like, hey, like set up a mind link between all of us. Martian Manhunter, go into my head, show John what I just saw and look at what I just saw. They find out that the Martian keep is alive, that she was lying, and they have her held prisoner deep in the planet's core. At the same, yeah, and at the same time, when she touched her, she had like this really strange feeling similar to what Shair had about feeling a bunch of great power that like freaked her out. And she had that same feeling when she touched Shaira Hall. Wait, sorry, off topic. Is this hot girl's power? Like she can see things like that? No, that's why it's weird. Oh. I, what, what we think, the, what they imply is that since they're supposed to be the same person, they kind of can see the same memories that oh, they have. You know it. what I mean? Um, but no, that has nothing to do with her powers, at least from like previous versions of hot girl so this could be new this could be a new thing that she's getting you know just as they they all get together finally like as they're flying up they all regroup in the air and the hawk people attack all the hawks come flying in the soldiers come busting out hawk man carter hall busts out and is like yo y'all ready to fight and then just starts raging like just going bonkers which is really bad because hawk man is like insanely powerful that's literally where we cut off from those guys. Back to the very beginning with Batman and the gang. Starman like pops up out of his bed and then like light starts flying out of his eyes and his mouth. And he's just screaming like, no, 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 no. And Wonder Woman's like, holy crap. His power levels are like tripling and just like going off the charts. Because we got to get out of here. He's going to explode. We need to evacuate the planet. And then that's where we end with the issue. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So it wasn't too bad. No. Right? Wasn't it wasn't too, too confusing. No. The hot girl thing is weird, but... Yeah, well, it's weird for everybody, though. No one knows what's going on with that. Okay. So I couldn't even tell you right now what they're planning to do with yeah, that. Yeah, that's weird. But you liked it, though? Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't ridiculous, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was ridiculous, but... I mean, I'm going to say the same thing. What is it, every other week? We get that uh, one? Yeah, this is every other week. So every time we do Batman, we'll do Justice League. Yeah, so in two weeks, I'm going to be like, eh, Justice League. <laughs> you be like, eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So what's your favorites that we're reading so far, then? I like Catwoman. Okay. And then I can't remember the ones we read last week. <laughs> so I'll know. tell you what I like next week. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we're doing different books next week and other things, so <laughs> good <laughs> well, luck. the week after that. All right. Well, perfect. I'll tell you later what okay. I like. Well, we're, we're cutting now. We're just going to cut you off. We're going to White Knight number three. So rude. Do you remember White Knight, the story? Um, is this the weird one where... Weird one. With Batman and the Joker, right? Like the, the Joker's like cool, like yes. he's not weird. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's all clean. He's the good Joker. Yeah. Harley's good now. Yeah, so I remember that. Okay, perfect. Um, do you remember what happened last time? He just recently took control of over all the villains in Gotham. Yes, remember that? Okay, I like this one. Yeah, this one, this one's really good. Um, and this this issue is where things start to get rolling with the story, where you start to see where it's gonna go. It opens up with a giant riot with all of the villains in Gotham that Jack has just recently taken over, and they're attacking the financial district all at once. Like a huge riot, all of them are just going nuts. Batman, Nightwing, and Batgirl step in, and then they, they make a plan. They're going to take away the big hitters like Killer Croc and Bane, and they take them away from the crowds with Gordon like behind him in a helicopter, and like he's kind of going against his other cop friends, and they're just like, hey, we need to help out our cops. And like, well, we need to give Batman support, so do what I say, because I'm Gordon. And they, he leads them off to the new Joker library that Joker had mentioned he was going to build in last issue. Batman takes him over there, 
because he thinks that this is all being controlled by by Jack. And he's like, well, he's not going to destroy it because he just built it. And like, it's his own thing that he's trying to work on. And if he's controlling them, which I know he is, like, he's not going to have them demolish it. And they immediately start wrecking the entire building. Oh. They just start destroying it. And the building collapses completely on Batman. Uh, we're going to jump across between the story, the way it's read. There's two storylines that go on. And then there's another like random part at the end. We're going to cut back to Jack and Harley. So like while all this rioting and stuff is going on, they're snooping through the, the mayor's office or the lawyer's office for the mayor. And it's like half broken down because of the riots. And they are in one of his filing cabinets when they find the secret, big, juicy, drop the mic type information. Okay. Ooh, what is it? So he calls a press conference after the riots are over. And Jack drops the mic on the entire city of Gotham and reveals that the one percenters have a Batman devastation fund. And they've been using this fund basically as a cover-up, labeling them as natural disasters. So they would, like, assess this huge tax out to taxpayers and everyone in Gotham that they had to pay this natural disaster relief fund, the, like, funds to help build roads and for schools and buildings and things like that. But they were using all those funds to help pay for the damage done by Batman. On, Jesus. Yeah, and on top of that, all the one percenters were making millions and millions off of this plan because they were buying these cheapo little, like, destroyed, like, plots of land and buildings and things and they were selling them off to the government or to the city of gotham which is basically the taxpayers just to create a cycle of them making all this money off of the taxpayers because of batman everyone's pissed we then cut this is more going on with what's happening with jack and them after the after his speech we cut to jack and harley walking around in blackport which is the poor part of the town where duke thomas who would ring a bell for some other Batman fans, who's the signal now, but it's a kind of a re-envisioning on him, stops them from getting mugged. We find out that he's like a, he's an ex-military guy who is basically running a police force out of the YMCA in the middle of Blackport because he knows that the police aren't giving him any help. So he's basically put it into his own hands to do what Batman can't and do what the police force isn't willing to do in that part of town. Jack meets with him because he wants to make him a deal with his, him and his police force. That's right. where we end with that little storyline. Right. Okay. Let's go back to Batman. Batman just had a building collapse on him. Yeah. Batman hops into the, to the Batmobile. He's like, bring me back home. Take me to Wayne Manor. Dri er, the car drives him there. And he's bleeding, just bleeding out like a ton, a ton. He gets home. He looks to Alfred and like kind of gives him like a, man, I really wish you were the one doing this because this is what we used to do. And this is what I always counted on to you for. And he begins to go healing his wounds, and he just passes out. Hours later, Bruce wakes up, and we see that the IV, the freeze IV, the one that was, like, really cold, is now in Batman's body. It's in Bruce's body, which used to be in Alfred. He looks over, turns to his left, and he sees a chair where Alfred's sitting next to him, and he realizes that Alfred sacrificed himself, saving Batman. And he left him, like, a little note for him, like, on the side as, like, a goodbye, because he knew that he wasn't going to make it. Oh, no. Yeah. So we cut to a little funeral for Alfred. And, of course, everyone's there looking defeated. And Barbara and Dick have a chat afterwards about how they're going to save Bruce, what they're going to do about saving Gotham. And they have these little stories about how Alfred was kind of the moral code that kept Bruce in check. That even though Bruce was always looked at as, like, the father of Dick or, like, 
the one that helped raise Barbara and like help them mature as people. It was really Alfred that was doing a lot of that upbringing. They kind of focus on the fact that Batman isn't good with people. He's good with focusing like your skills, making you the best that you can be, but not the people side of it. It was always Alfred that did that. We get two little things with this. One, they hint on the fact that there's another Robin that's dead. Do you remember we mentioned that in the last book? Because that's why the first Harley left? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We get another hint on him. His name is Jason Todd, and he may or may not be dead. But we find out that's interesting is that Jason Todd was always closer as a son to Batman than Dick Grayson is, which is kind of backwards how it is in the main stories. Okay. The other thing that we get out of this is that Alfred was the one that kept Batman focused and in line. Right. That without Alfred, they don't know what the Batman is. And they don't know what direction he'll go in. Further, who can stop Batman if he's not kept in check? Uh-oh. So we then cut to, this is the ending part of the entire issue. We cut to Batman, who's hot on Jack's trail, trying to figure out how he's controlling all these villains all at once. And he's like, it has to be through Mad Hatter. Like, it, I just, it, I know I've seen this look before. I don't know how he's controlling all of them at once, but this is exactly what Mad Hatter used to do. We then cut to Suicide Squad Harley, so second Harley, not the OG one, the right. second one, who finds Clayface and Mad Hatter, basically Joker's or Jack's ace up his sleeve. She convinces Mad Hatter to work with her and finds out that she can actually take over the mind control device and she can have control of all the villains in Gotham using Clayface's brain and Mad Hatter as long as they're close together. The closer they are to each other, the more power they have. So, since she's the one with the mind control device and she has both of them together, she now controls all the villains in Gotham. And the only thing she wants to do is to bring back the old Joker. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What did you think? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know if I like that they threw the old Harley Quinn, or the, sorry, the new Harley Quinn in there to the... like take over the villains. Oh, what's going to happen, I feel like, is they're going to pit the Joker and Jack together. And I think that's where they, oh. I think that's where the falling out is going to happen with who's more in control. Got it. You know? I yeah. didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. The interesting thing, too, is Batman, I don't think, has ever really not had an Alfred. Right. It's sad that's for Alfred. Sad, yeah. Alfred's like, um, like Aunt May and Spider-Man. She just never dies. Yeah. She I could, don't like that. Yeah. What do you think is going to go going forward? I mean, you brought up a good point. I didn't even think about that. You can kind of see where the plot's going. Obviously, the political backdrop of it is that the taxpayers are paying for everything, and they're doing it at the expense of the one the one percenters. Yeah, they're going to push that motive. We now have the Batman storyline going on with who's going to keep him in check type of thing, like who watches the Watchmen type of deal. And then now we have this new thread with the Joker and Duke Thomas to see what his new plan's going to be, and now how the new Harley plays into all of that. Also, though. Uh, they keep hinting on Jason Todd being alive, so we'll see what they do with that. But that was all our books this week. That was quick. That was pretty quick. Um, so next week is Christmas, or the week of Christmas, I should say. Uh, there's no new books next week. Oh, that's sad. But don't worry. We're still going to be back. We're going to do a fun holiday Holiday themed, special. Yeah, a holiday special. We'll probably we'll play some games with uh, Sienna, see a tester knowledge play some fun holiday themed games and uh we'll we'll still give you something while the books are gone. We hope to see you back here next week.
So we'll see you next week. Happy holidays. Happy Be holidays. safe. Happy holidays. And uh, yeah, take care.